You remember we were there that night? We were there that night when um were you there that night when Puffy came through with Biggie? Yeah. And yeah, uh, Lil yeah. Kim and the whole crew before they yeah. blew up. Sure, sure I was there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I so when I told somebody, I think I might have told you I didn't like Biggie Smalls because he was he was acting tough with everybody. Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he was he was acting tough and I really didn't like him at all. And I yeah. said it's gonna be before I, I told everybody, I said before the end of the night. I'm gonna knock this guy out. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, and and they and uh, they he got out before that happened. Not because of me. They they just they just left. But yeah. you know, Puffy was kind of an arrogant guy too. Very arrogant. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy time, though. Those are crazy times. So so now so now are you, tell us a little bit more about this uh, triathlon, uh, tri triathlon thing you're doing. So um. Now I stay in shape. You know, I don't like being, I don't lift as much. I don't stay in the gym. I like functional muscles. I like to be able to, at this later stage in my life, be able to move around and enjoy whatever time is left. So I ain't got time to be trying to be a bodybuilder. Those times are gone. So I wanted functional muscles that can have endurance in case of a crisis situation, you have a better chance of making it through. So I found that to be endurance training. Um, so the best way I know to train endurance is to enter an event that might kill you if you ain't ready for it. Cause I've been in, I've done what well, you've seen the medals. I've done maybe 12 Olympic triathlons. I've done New York city about three times. I've done a half Ironman. And then I cycle, cycling is my discipline. Um, I just find it easier to keep my weight down, keep my heart rate up um, for endurance. It's, it's just a beast of a workout. And it's Don't forget to join our Patreon at Dow's TV where you'll get access to free perks such as listing your small business or dojo in our print magazine, free eBooks, paid commission, and more. And you have no knee issues or anything? Nope, thank God, no knee issues or anything. But while I was training last year, actually it was two years ago during COVID for um, Ironman Augusta, I went on a seven mile run. It was easy seven mile run. Now the half Ironman is a mile and a half swim. It's a half marathon, a 13.1 mile run. And then it's um, 56 bike ride, 56 miles, all one time, one so you have to train these disciplines, you know, to be able to do it one after the other, which we call brick training. Just came from a bike ride, jumped, put the shoes on, started heading up on this run. About a mile and a half in, my gait, which is the way I stride, started changing. And I noticed something wasn't right. Back started getting real tight. And I said, you know what, better I turn around and walk back down this hill instead of going from the other side of the hill it's gonna be a long walk i just felt like something wasn't right so i got back home long story short and ended up having to crawl into the house and up the steps ended up being diagnosed with spondylolisthesis which basically is a slip of the disc the second and third lower vertebrae in the lumbar and haven't been able to run since so i just ride now ride and swim no um, more you're catching no more up to us Father time is undefeated, my friend. Yeah. 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 Wow.
And you know, wow. it's funny because I was trying to figure out which one of these am I going to give up first? Because it's a lot of training time. And I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of training time. Which one of these am I going to stop first? Because I like doing both. I don't like swimming that much, but, you know, between riding and running, running is easier. So you eat great workout. You just throw on your shoes and you go run. You know, the you bicycle, I got so much gear I got to get. And yeah. You think riding, uh, running is easier than riding? Most definitely. Wow. Most definitely. For me to get the same aerobic workout on the bicycle, I have to spend three hours. I can get 30 minutes on the run, 20 minutes on a run, and get the same aerobic benefit. Wow. Plus, it takes me a lot more equipment. I got to get ready. I got all this equipment. I got to get that bicycle. is not cheap. What does that bike run, Tim? That's about five grand. And what's and your parts? With the parts that I put on it, another thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I think wow. you missed it. Tim, what's your home address? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you live in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Tim, did you did you do bodyguard work also? A little bit of bodyguard work. So one of the things that you guys didn't miss um, is, and you guys are gonna love this. I don't know if you guys remember who my sister is. Sure. So well, you we know, wasn't gonna miss that. The, we wasn't gonna well, miss that. Well, hold on. Tell everybody who your sister is. Don't don't gloss okay. over it. So my sister is Cheryl Lee Ralph, uh, actress on Abbott Elementary, um, an illustrious career that goes all the way back to Dream Girls, way back in like the late seventies. Um, so I actually started out by bodyguarding her back in the day before I knew what the heck I was doing. Cause I would just accompany her places. And then I got serious about doing it. And then I would do clubs and they asked me to come work for them. And that's how I actually got into the business with bodyguarding. Um, so I really never worked. Well, I did work for a few people, but nobody of note, but, um, yeah, a little bit of bodyguarding. I actually thought about doing it seriously for a while and going to doing the secret service stuff, but yeah, I wasn't that serious about it. Wow. 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 So how was it working with her? It was phenomenal, actually. I, you know, it's a, a great gig because <laughs> she got nothing but love in the streets. There wasn't nobody out here trying to run up on her or anything like that. There might be somebody who was a little over exuberant and get a little bit too close and want to hug her and take a picture. But as far as violence, didn't have to worry about that. That wasn't a situation I ever had to really worry about. But it was fun. It was a nice experience. Um, I learned a lot. I traveled a lot with her, and she's great. She's my sister, so I love taking care of her. Right, right, right. That's a good thing, man. And she's doing very well. I've been seeing yeah, her a lot lately in her ads and stuff. And I think yeah. about I, every time I see, her, I think about you, and I said, "Man, I, I wonder how Tim's doing. I wonder how Tim's doing." And when Glenn told me that it was going to be you, because I didn't know when he said your name at first. No, he didn't say your name, but he started talking about you, and then he says, "Um." Uh, yeah, well, I said, well, I don't know who he is. And he goes, he goes, yeah, well, you heard of uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. And I said, yeah, of course. I said, I know her brother. We, we real close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, we had to glue it together. We had to glue it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he said, that's Tim. I said, oh, my God, of course, man. Because it's been years, man. It's been since like 90, 96. Yeah, yeah. About 96. Yeah, around yeah. there, man. Yeah, because I vertical. You when we moved, I don't know if you made a transition when we went from 20th Street to 23rd Street and 11th Avenue. Nah, I didn't go. Yeah, you didn't go right. So okay, right. okay. So so you had left by that time. Yeah, so it was like 96, 97. Wow. Yeah, I had moved to LA by that time. 
Wow. Okay. Are you still in LA now? No. So I had moved to LA back then and I was actually working at the House of Blues for a while. And I tell you, LA ain't no place. They they wasn't really feeling a New Yorker who thought he knew everything. So, you know, I saw a lot of things go down. I was like, yeah, no, I can't be here. So I well, was we- living in LA for about two years, worked at House of Blues and a few other locations, and was just like, nah, man, the same for me. I take my ass out of here. Well, what was going on? What, well, I mean, you know, New York and LA, you know, big difference in clubs and vibe and everything. What, what was going on? So it's just the wild, wild west. Let's put it to you that way. They, you know, West Coast is a totally different mentality than New York. You know that. And as far as the gang culture, it's very real out there. Uh, and they're very well organized and closely knit. You don't know who is who. Uh, and without any real support down there. I just felt like this was not a place that I wanted to be out and about in. That's pretty smart, though. That's pretty smart. Makes sense. Makes sense. sense. And around that same time, I was actually up the road the night Biggie got killed. I was actually up the road in La Brea, and I should have been and would have been at that party if I wasn't thinking the same way I'm talking about now. I just was not going out like that because I didn't have a crew that I could depend on like that. And I'm not going by myself, even though I feel very comfortable doing that in New York. Nah, man, not LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA known for the drive-bys. Yeah. They know for a lot of stuff. Wow. wow. So um, how long How long did you actually bounce in clubs? What was That's the- a good question. That's a good question. So I started... I was thinking about that the other day when you called. Shoot. I started in... At Live Bait. You remember Live Bait? And the coffee that sounds, shop? That sounds familiar. You mean, oh, the I remember the shop coffee shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. What year did the coffee shop open? That was in the 80s. It was late 80s, like 89. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like late 80s, like 88, 89. So I started at Live Bait in the coffee shop. Um, so it was like 89. And I stopped, I opened Webster Hall in 92. Then we were at Vertigo. What year was that? Um, that had to be 95, 96. 95, 96. 96. I moved to LA. 96. Uh, yeah, so from like 88 to 96. Well, then you worked in LA though too for two years, you said. And then, yeah, and I was working in LA for two years. So That's 10 right. Years is a, 10 solid years is a bouncer. 10 solid years is a bouncer. That's crazy. Yeah, New York and LA, that's not, a, that's not an everyday job for people. Most people think they can handle it and they really can't. Yeah, yeah. Including yeah. bouncers today who talk about what they you know, what they've done. And, and the truth is things are a lot easier nowadays. I, right. I think things are a lot easier nowadays. Oh yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think these the guys, world- these guys, uh, uh, come under so many laws and rules. We- Can't hear you, sir. You think it's ended that must have froze. You, you muted yourself. And now we can't see you. Tim, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> um, yeah, th- with all of the uh, 
Oh, there you go, sir. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, guys. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, 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 um, yeah, the, the rules changed back when uh, we had discussed this before on another show when back when this guy, Little John, did what he did when he, you know, he murdered right. that lady and all the rules that the game changed because we, we was able to get away with a lot of stuff. We could, I remember when I met you, you guys, uh, especially uh, uh, um, you and Glenn, I remember when I met you guys that within those weeks, I had just came back from Kentucky and I needed a job bad. I didn't have any money. I needed a job bad. So I happened to be walking by Club Vertical and I seen Lucifer. Remember Lucifer? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, Lucifer. Lucifer. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Gray. He wanted to be my roommate. And uh, I, he was outside the club and I said to him, I says, uh, listen, you know, you guys got any openings? And he goes, he looked at me up and down. He said, hey, you know, we could use a guy like you. And he said, what's your name? And I said, uh, they, well, they call me Apollo. And he goes, oh, I know who you are, man. I heard about you. He said, let, let me go talk to the owner. So he went inside and spoke to Sammy Z. And uh, Sammy Z uh, came out and he said, hey, we could use a good guy like you tonight, man. And uh, so I worked that night. And then I didn't have a place to live. So Lucifer, I said, listen, you know where I could rent a room? And he said, man, you could move in with me. You know, and he said, I said, but I can't pay you right away. He said, pay me in a couple of weeks, he said, when you get on your feet. And we became roommates for the, like the next three to four years. Wow. That's a story in itself. That's a story in itself. That's yeah. a story in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's true story, true. man. And that's how I met you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I might have met you like a couple of days later, Tim. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how I met you guys. So, yeah, fond, fond, very fond memories. Lucifer is just keep him in your prayers. Yeah, all right. You know, especially with so, that name, just keep me in your prayers. <laughs> no doubt. Which was always crazy to me. Which was always crazy to me. Yeah, it was always crazy. This is an actual person we're talking about. We're not giving him uh, a nickname. This is his actual name that he went by. So for our viewers, if you think we're making a joke, no, this is what the name that he went by, Lucifer. You yeah. know, I was his roommate, so I knew. I knew. <laughs> Tim, what was your craziest night? I mean, knock down, drag out. You weren't sure what was going to happen, whether you were the boss or not the boss. Give us a give us a playback here. <laughs> There's a few of them. There's a few of them. All right, well, I'll, give you, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the top one. Okay, I'll give you the top one. There was a few, and uh, you guys might have been there because it was at Vertigo. Remember the shootout? Yes, yes, yes. That night. Wow, that night. I remember that. You do you? I don't know if you remember the whole incident. One of the guys that worked with us was a cop. And then the other guy was an ex-cop. And they both got busted. Do you, yeah. you did you know yeah. that? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. I did know that. And when you know, we're not saying any names so we could tell the story, you know. Because I don't right. I, matter of fact, I don't remember their name. One of them was really funny, blonde hair guy. He was the funniest guy in the world, man. And we had to watch our backs for the next couple of nights because we kept thinking they were gonna come by and shoot the club up. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how do you remember the incident? Okay, so I'm locking up and I'm doing my last sweep. Right. Go down, check downstairs. And I, you remember the brother and one of the boys are coming out of the back room. And I'm like, yo, what's up? And they're like, ah, nothing, we good. 
<laughs> so I knew something was up. But I was like, yo, owner's, bro- owner's brother, let them do what the heck they do. Go upstairs, and I get to the front, and this dude passes through. Like, like he wants to get in. And he's telling me he's looking for his girl. He's looking for his girl. His girl is in here with one of your guys, and he's looking for his girl. Now, I just did a sweep, and I'm knowing that where she's at. But I'm like, yo, dude, you got to go. He don't want to hear it. So, Tim, he's at the I'm, front door outside. He now came in because he was in. He, he came okay. in, so he was inside now. This is inside. In the back. And again, while I'm negotiating, was it Ali? Ali must have came from behind and just says, "Yo, enough with the talk." Yokes this dude up and starts dragging him outside. So he's fighting, and Ali's you know piecing him up a few times as he's dragging him. So he gets him outside. Throws him on the corner on the street, but the problem was his boys are across the street and in the car, and they all see all of this, and they're like, "Yo, what?" So they start bum rushing the door, wanting to right. get inside. Right. Now his girl is downstairs. They hear the emotion, the commotion, and all that stuff. Ali comes up, sees everybody come in and rush in the door, he pulls and starts firing. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how he missed. Yeah. I don't know I how he missed. Maybe he yeah. didn't want to hit. Exactly. You know, he's That's on, he's on 20th Street hit. between uh, 5th and 6th Avenue Manhattan. He, he may Manhattan. not want it to hit, hit anybody. Yeah. 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 But well, he was I crazy remember. enough. That crazy Albanian. He was crazy enough. I wouldn't he put was it crazy. Him. He was crazy. And the other guy, Angel, too. I'll give you a story that I know you're going to remember, Tim. Remember when uh, John Gotti's people tried to come and extort the Albanians? Yep. And they took them Albanians, took them downstairs and beat them for hours. I came in the club and I said, what's all that noise? They said, that's that's John Gotti's people getting beat up. (laughs) In the basement. I'll never forget that long as I live, man. Yeah, that was another Glenn, one. Remember that? That was another one. Yeah, Glenn, do you remember that? I don't believe I was there. Um, oh, man, that was I wasn't there was a long time. Um, okay. Yeah, I remember you weren't there an exceptionally long time. Right. I, I got, in fact, I got into a fight with that redheaded guy, Lee, right? Lee, you said his name was? Lee, yeah, yes. Lee. I got what we, um, some guy had come in and, um, he was mouthing off or whatever. So I, I took him outside and then Lee walks him back in and says, no, he can come in. Yeah. So, I remember so that. Lee turns around and walks away and starts talking trash. Um, and I said, he went, no, the guy tried to walk by me and I stopped and I said, no, you have to get searched. And, and I was there with a guy, some, uh, another guy I brought in with me, this guy, Azim from, from the Sanukas families. So I tell the guy, raise your arms. And, um, I said, I said, raise your arms. He said, I'm not getting searched. I'm like, then you got to go. So he kind of turns around. He turns his back on me, but he's like literally just, you know, a foot from me. He spins around and throws a straight punch at me. I mean, he just turned right around. His hand was about this close when I moved. He never caught me. I spun him around, swept his legs out. I, I, I choked him and was dragging him outside. And, I remember Lee, started, that. and Lee started talking trash to me. And that's when I threatened Lee. And uh, if I remember right, uh, uh, Tim, you calmed me down yeah. to not beat him up. Azim and I both left for the night. Yeah, that was my last time working. Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a 
Well, this is supposed to be a family show, so I can't go crazy, which I normally do. <laughs> I didn't like him at all. <laughs> Not even a little. I, I, you know what I'm going to tell you, Tim? I, what I remember so fondly about you is your calm demeanor. And I, and I used, and under fire, you were really calm, but I knew you were dangerous. And I used to say, man, he can be so calm and so humble, but I know any minute he's going to explode. I used to admire that about you, man. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's one of the things that I actually worked on because everybody who worked for me, when I, when I worked at Webster Hall, I was given a very tough task. So this is what I learned. I had about, so we had four floors, 40,000 square feet, seven bars and four DJs. Wow. That's wow. a club. So you'd have, um, and you're open Wednesday through Sunday. All different types of people, all different floors. So, and a long night. And the owners, the Ballingers, were not security conscious. I'll never forget right. opening night. I'm watching this thing go down. And I wasn't running the place yet. But I'm watching them. And, you know, they're from Canada. And they bought in this security company. And I forgot who they were. But I'm they watching these guys. Huh? They were farmers. Yeah, exactly. Like and they were actually owned a circus. They were circus acts. They owned yeah, the yeah. circus. So that was their thing. Uh, but I saw this go people coming in, and I, the opening night was grand. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you got to slow this down. I got to search people. They're just, everybody's just walking in. That can't happen. So I set up ropes at the front inside now, because I wasn't at the front outside. I was inside by the cashier. And made sure that everybody got patted down. One of the owners walked by me and they say to me, is that necessary? He stops and he looks and he says, is that necessary? So all I do is lift up my shirt and I had a row of like 10 knives. And he was like, what do you think? <laughs> he goes, he comes back and he gets a box and he puts them all in there. And we take it in the room. And at the end of the night, no lie, we had about a hundred knives, easy brass knuckles, yeah. all kind of stuff. And that's when we implemented that. So it was funny that, you know, people who say they know the job take used to take security back then so lax. So my yeah. thing was to stay yeah. calm. If you right. can run this place calmly, people will have fun and they will be able to understand that security is a necessity. We're not here to ruin your night. We're not here to be macho steal your girl types no you guys have fun i would always tell everybody you know i'm glad you never met me because if you did it usually means you didn't have a good night so i'm glad you didn't meet me right <laughs> so yeah. i would stay calm because if i lost it that means and that gave my guys a license to say yo if tim's going off shit has hit the fan yeah yeah, yeah. Dog, yeah. dog pile on the rabbit yeah <laughs> dog pile is there on the a time rabbit. where oh, the you ever lost it tim huh Tim, is there a time you ever lost it? Yeah, there was. It was. Yeah, let's talk about that time. <laughs> it was six midgets. <laughs> six midgets. And Tim. I seen, I seen Tim lose it, but I, I want to see what he has to say. I seen Tim lose it. You know what? I've lost it, but I've, most of the times when I've lost it, were they deserved it. Something happened, right. and they deserved it. I would say a time when I lost it and I, I regret it because I should have had better control of myself. I was at Club Envy 
Mm. And it was the end of the night. And you know the saying, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. This guy looks at me and goes, F you, I'm not going anywhere. And the lights are on and everything. And he has a full beer. So I look at him like, did you just tell me to, what? And I'm looking at the beer. So I go to grab the beer to take it from him, right? But it's wet, so it's condensed. So it slips out my hand. And it was the funniest thing. He looks at the beer, and then he looks at me. And I'm thinking in my mind, don't do it. (laughs) And he just throws the beer right in my face. Oh, God. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Was it it domestic or imported? It was Heineken. (laughs) (laughs) So I snapped and I delivered what I thought was a light blow. And all I remember is hearing and feeling his head hit the ground through my feet. And I was like, oh shit, that wasn't good. And his girl is screaming at me and yelling at me. So now guys are coming because they're like, oh, whoa, what's going on here? What the heck? Why'd you hit him? I'm like, and now he's coming too. So he's coming too and he's like, yo, who hit me? So it's, I'm my, I'm elevated now. So I stepped to him like, I hit you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we started going and it ends up going outside. Big brawl on the corner. And cops come, I'm like, time to go. <laughs> it's the one time I I started it and I ditched. And I felt so bad. I actually was my last day at work at Envy because I told I told the owner, I forgot what the owner's name was. Mike. But I told him, yo, I just barely touched the guy. He was like, Tim, no, you gotta see the tape. <laughs> we told the cops there was oh, no tape, but you gotta see the tape. Wow, wow. Yeah, it was the cleanest shot I've ever thrown. I mean, it hit him nice and straight, right on the joint. He just dropped. So I'm not proud of that, but that was it. That was that would be the time when I said, "Yeah, no, it's time for you to stop." Tim is long this gone. Job. You should be proud of all of your accomplishments. <laughs> That's the way I see it. That's the way Glenn would say. That's something Glenn would say. <laughs> he deserved but, but, it. Yeah. But. Let let the audience know that what you're hearing from Tim is very uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. You know, the Tim that I know, you know, it 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 had to take a lot. If anybody had something thrown in their face, you know, I don't care who you are, you're going to react. You know what I mean? I don't care how calm your demeanor is, and 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 this is the, what we had to go through. I I remember getting a cigarette flicked in my face not on, on more than one occasion, and. You know that's the most humiliating thing that uh, we can go through. But, but Tim, I you know I had to I had to bring that up. You know because I remember, you know how I used to sit back and watch you, man. You were always so professional, so well spoken, and I was kind of jealous of you because I was a complete opposite. I was I was I was quiet, but I I was like a walking time bomb. Not as bad as Glenn. Glenn was the worst when it came to beating people up, but, no, I, but um, Glenn, you uh, were the worst. You you were the worst when it I came. I was a professional. To, you was the a professional Jack and Popper. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Glenn liked putting his hands on people. Oh, he Glenn, got up and turned up in knots before you knew it. I'm yeah, like, he, oh, dude. He, he lived for that moment. Glenn used to live for that moment. 
Keith, All right, you I, got I remember standing next to Glenn and somebody said something stupid. I, I stood away three feet away from him because I said, let me just clear the area because he's getting ready to throw a kick, a, a sweep, a snatch, a lock, and out goes the guy through the door. I remember that. And, I'm, and I mean that seriously, Glenn, you, you were crazy. But getting back to Tim, uh, Tim, so now, so just, just tell us a little bit, bring now we're winding down the time. Uh, what are you doing now? Tell us a little bit about you now. So I tell you, it's funny. Um, I I'm doing. I'm an account manager for Paramount Global. So I sell. I work for BET Media Group, as I mentioned earlier. So I sell advertising um, on our air, and it's funny how I got this gig. So back in the day when. I came back from LA. I was like, okay, I got to get a real job now. I had gotten married to one of the dancers. I don't know if you remember um, the Slovakian dancer back in the day. We ended know. up getting married, mm-hmm. and I ended up we ended up having two twins, two beautiful twins. Um, we're no longer together, but we still co-parent our twins, and that made me have to get serious. So I was like, all right, it's. Fun and games is over. You're not a club owner like you thought you were going to be. You're not a CIA or Secret Service. So what you going to do? So I went to work at a radio station, 1010 Wins. My father's radio station, but they hired me. Interesting. I guess my Syracuse degree meant something to them. <laughs> so I ended up doing that for about two years. And then WBLS called me because... Wendy Williams was coming back into town and they needed somebody who to work with her and somebody who knew the entertainment business and also the radio business. And by then I had radio experience and I definitely knew the entertainment business. So it was a perfect mix. And I went to work there and we worked together for about five years before I made the switch to W, I mean, to BET. So BLS, New York radio station R&B um, made the jump from radio to BET, Black Entertainment TV, and I've been there for about 14 years now. Wow! Wow! Good for you. Good for you, man. While right. while Tim was at WBLS, <clears throat> they were doing um, one-off parties at different places, and Tim had suggested I do this because he had, he had one of the one of the, the venues that he did, and I don't remember which one it was. I actually had the contract for, so I, we were actually providing the security. I was actually Shadow. Was, was it, it no, the Shadow? No, no, no. It wasn't. I never worked at Shadow like that. So what, wherever we were, Tim then introduced me to some of the other people who were in charge along with himself. And then I started doing the security for you guys for a while uh, at, at the venues. Yeah. Uh, some of the other venues when you guys would do stuff. We, we did that for a little while. And then uh, I guess it all kind of stopped. And then you went to, uh, I guess then you went to BET. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a great story. Well, well, Tim, it was it was wonderful, man. You know, uh, seeing you again. And um, we, we got to get you back on the show because there's a lot more we got to bring out of you, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a lot more stories you got to bring out of you, man. Tim doesn't like to kiss and tell. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> He's a pro now, so he doesn't yeah. want it. He doesn't want to get in trouble. You know, it's crazy. So many people now, they're like, yo, it's like, wait a minute. So I'll be out in an event and, you know, somebody will see me and they'll remember me. It's like, yo, didn't you work yet? And they'll, they'll go through the whole when, whatever happened that night. And my coworkers will be like, so so wait a minute. 
You were a bouncer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another life story. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we we could talk for years about some of the stuff. One one day in a bouncer's life can be a whole year for most people. Yeah. yeah one weekend, people don't yeah. even understand. You, you know, you come back and tell your, you know, quote unquote, your civilian friends that don't know anything about nightclubbing or stuff like this. Some yeah, we got into like 15 fights this weekend. Uh, between yeah. Friday and Saturday, and they're like, and they and they just assume you're a liar. Get right. out of here, right? Or, or right. In, especially for a guy like Tim, you were in 15 fights. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. People they can't imagine what we did. They can't oh, imagine. Yeah. Unless you did it, you can't yeah. imagine. But we had the coolest clubs and the best times. I mean, yeah. everything from USA, the tunnel to what limelight. Webster mm -hmm. Hall, Envy, yeah. yeah, we we just had them all, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now yeah. the clubs that these kids are going to are 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 either small lounges or strip yeah. clubs. They're using strip clubs as nightclubs nowadays. It's mm -hmm. I don't know, I, and I don't get it. I just don't. It's like it's not a real party environment. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it's a party environment, but not the type where everybody's up and dancing and you know. Well, COVID, COVID changed the game. COVID changed the game. Prior know? to COVID, prior to COVID, okay. it was it was well on its way to becoming where it's at now. Well, yeah, I'm much older. It became all the little lounges. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I'm much older than you guys, so I go back much further. I I started in '79, so it's all foreign to me now. I see this, and I'm like, "What is yeah. going on, man?" <laughs> you know, but uh, you know. So I guess that's we we you know that's you know the show could, for tonight. Yeah, we could close oh. it there. Wait, and, uh, we're we're actually really close, but uh, Tim, Tim is going to be in one of our upcoming editions on Warriors of the Velvet Rope. He and I mm -hmm. are going to be getting together real soon. I've already sent him some questions, and then he and I are going to go over them. And uh, I'll be writing about my buddy Tim uh, in a couple weeks and putting him in one of our next editions. Not not this upcoming edition, but either the either the number. 13 or 14, Tim will be uh, Tim will be in our next edition, another month and a half or two. I want number 13. 13 is my lucky number. Right, we'll okay. see. 13. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work, Tim. We'll make there it work. Go. We got we got to do you right. We got to do Tim, Tim right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. Tim, I right. have photos, Yeah, man. Tim. You guys are really my brothers, man. I don't use that word lightly. Trust yeah. me. We yeah, stood man. in the fire, had yeah. each other's backs. That's right. Yeah, you guys are my brothers, so we I just, appreciate you having zone. me on. And yeah. let's do it again soon. Absolutely. We appreciate you, man. Well, we're Thank gonna call so it much, Tim. And God bless everybody, man. All right, man. God bless. Okay. Good night, pal. Good night. Good night, man. All right, good night.